And now, another episode of Radio Yesterday, brought to you by ChuckChat.com. Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Trapped by the Atom Man and his sinister ally, the fat man known only as Sidney, both of whom are aware he is Superman and plan to starve him to death, Clark Kent lies in a secret cellar under the garage of Sidney's secluded country house. For three days and nights, unable to move because of the presence of Henry Miller, the Atom Man, in whose veins runs the deadly kryptonite, Kent still retains consciousness, but grows weaker and weaker. Desperately, he tried to call out to Jimmy Olsen and private detective Candy Myers, who came to the house in search of him but was unable to force any sound past his lips. As we continue now, Sidney has just returned to the cellar. The Atom Man, his nerves near the breaking point, snaps a question at him. Well, what happened? Oh, relax, my friend, relax. What did they want? What were they looking for? They were looking for Clark Kent, of course. That means they're suspicious. They know Kent came here. When was it? Three nights ago. No, they don't. They must, or else they wouldn't have come here. I don't like this, Sidney. I'm getting out. Oh, sit down. Sit down and relax. Nothing to worry about. There, they've gone. They'll come back. They'll bring more cops. I've got to get out of here. Oh, don't be a fool, Miller. I said there's nothing to worry about. They've no way of knowing that Kent is here. They don't even know he had an appointment with me the night he disappeared. Then why did they come here? My dear fellow, their friend is missing. They're doing everything they can to find him. Olsen knew that I'd called on Kent the day he disappeared. So naturally, they wanted to talk to me, one of the last persons who'd seen him. <laughs> I assure you, they're now convinced of my complete innocence in the affair. Maybe not. Olsen is young, but he's smart. Oh, believe me, he's not half as smart as I am. Now sit down and compose yourself. Here, I brought you the evening papers. You can read all about the latest sensation. <laughs> The mysterious disappearance of Clark Kent. Now, I'm sick of reading. I never like to read anyhow. I want to do things. I've got to do things. Can't stand being cooped up in here hour after hour, day after day. Oh, now, now, Henry. Control yourself. If you say that just once more, all I... All right, all right, all right. Uh, let's see how our friend Mr. Kent's getting along. <laughs> to think that this is the great and powerful Superman, the undefeatable Superman. His pulse is definitely weaker. He's losing weight. I don't think he'll last very much longer. He's lasted too long already. I can't stand the sight of him. Or of you either. Uh, evidently, the kryptonite in your blood is making you nervous. Now read your papers and I'll turn on the radio. No, I don't want to hear any more of that music. Uh, but I do. Frankly, I find it more enjoyable than your stupid conversation. You're going to say that once too often. Oh, listen to that disgusting jazz music. When Superman's dead and we are giving orders to the world, I'll have all dance orchestras abolished. Yeah, that's better. The swine it must be stopped. Who must be stopped? Look, look, it's in the paper. The Allies have blown up four more of our largest no, factories. Oh, no, no, no. Stop exciting yourself. And another thing. The beginning of the trials of our leaders. Goering von Ribbentrop, Keitel von Poppen. Our greatest heroes on trial for their lives like common criminals. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't smart enough. They held out too long. They should have gotten rid of Hitler and made peace. Then they'd still have their freedom and their money. Ah, it's getting late. Why don't you go to bed? I'm not sleepy. I'm never sleepy anymore. I need exercise, fresh air and exercise. Oh, this room's air-conditioned. It's too small. It's closed in. I'm like a lion in a cage. 
Look, Sidney, if I went outside and walked for just ten minutes, I'd feel... No. Suppose Kent regained consciousness while you were out. He won't. Look how still he is, like he's dead. You thought he was dead when you buried him on the beach that time, but he revived. No. You won't stir from this room until Kent breathes his last, and that's final. I could kill you very easily, you know. Oh, yes, yes, but you won't. I'm much too valuable to you. You've no brains, and you know it. You need me to direct you. That's what you think. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you an important announcement. Shut that radio fire. fire! There is still no news of Clark Kent, star reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet, who disappeared mysteriously three days ago. <laughs> Quite right, my friend. Late this afternoon, Harry White, editor of the Planet, announced that he has increased the reward to $25,000 <laughs> for any information leading to the discovery of Kent's whereabouts. <laughs> we will continue to interrupt all programs to bring you any further development. We now return you to the evening hour of immortal music. <laughs> Wouldn't Barry White be surprised if he knew he was offering a reward for Superman? <laughs> I don't like this, Sidney. $25,000 is a lot of money. Everyone will be looking for Kent. Police, private detectives, they'll come snooping around here. Well, let them come. What good would it do them? They couldn't find this hideout in a hundred years. Now, for heaven's sake, sir, stop fretting and fidgeting. Let me read my paper and you read yours. Dirty fat swine. <gasps> Sydney. Oh, now what? Listen to this. Listen, it says a group of American scientists believe that they will soon have a defense against atomic energy. That'll take a long time. How do you know it will? Well, everyone knows it. Took years to make the first atomic bomb, even after they'd learned how to split the atom. It'll take years more to find a defense against. Maybe not. They might find it any day, any hour. Then where'll I be? Uh, you're worrying about nothing. Am I? Suppose it happened while I'm sitting here in your rotten cellar waiting for Kent to die. Then it'll be too late. Instead of my being able to destroy Germany's enemies, they'll destroy me. I tell you, you're worrying about nothing. Kent will be dead in a few weeks. You're not sure of that. He's Superman, you know. Maybe he'll last for months, for a year. Ah, ridiculous. No man can live without food and water for long. No man can fly either or move mountains or withstand atomic energy, but he can. I've made up my mind, Sidney. I'm getting out of here tonight. Oh, no, you're not. I am! It's too risky to stay here any longer. I've got to make use of my atomic power before they find a defense against it. Uh, uh, what about Superman? It took him days to revive after our last fight. Now we've been starving him. It'll take him longer to revive, if he does. By that time, I'll have conquered the world. And then if he dares to meet me again, let him. Where's the button that opens the ceiling panel? Oh, here. Now don't touch it, Miller. Try and stop me. Don't touch that button. Or I'll shoot. What? One step more, Miller, and you are a dead man. Whirling about furiously, the Atom Man stops short at the sight of the snub-nosed pistol in Sidney's pudgy hand. Conscious but helpless, Superman waits tensely. If the Atom Man dies, Superman may still live. We'll return in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode. But right now, let's hear from our announcer. Fellows and girls, I'm sure that if I ask you, you could tell me dozens of things that Thanksgiving Day stands for, like the courage of the pilgrims and their happiness at finding a free land to live in. But I wonder, have you stopped to think of how many millions of things you have to be grateful for on Thanksgiving Day or any other day of the year? Here in America, we have warm, comfortable homes and clothes. We have good things to eat. We have games and sports and friends. So many things that we just take for granted, which young people in other countries are having to do without. Yes, gang, it's a good country we live in, and it's a good life we live in it. That's what we mean by Thanksgiving. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. In the secret cellar where Clark Kent lies helpless, chained by the power of the kryptonite in Henry Miller's veins, the Atom Man and his sinister ally, Sidney, have clashed. 
Attempting to leave the hideout, Miller was stopped by the threat of a pistol in Sidney's hand. One step more, Miller, and I'll shoot. You wouldn't dare. Wouldn't I? I'm playing for millions, not pennies. Do you think I'd let a stupid, hot-headed young fool like you cheat me out of it? Now get into that bunk and go to sleep. You're not leaving here until Kent is dead. I said get into that bunk. All right. You win. This time. <laughs> You'll find that I win every time. Aren't you going to sleep? Perhaps. Perhaps not. Turn the radio off. I can't sleep with that music playing. Uh, well, now you're talking sense. I always talk sense. Yeah, yeah. You'd ruin everything if not for me. You'd exhaust your power on Superman the way you did the last time, and then where would you be? Maybe you're right. Of course I'm right. Now go to sleep. Go on. Go to sleep. Remember, in case you get any more stupid ideas, that I'll be watching you. And I can shoot the head off a match at 40 bases. It won't happen again. Good night. Good night. Climbing into the bunk, Henry Miller lies on his back in the shadows, his eyes almost closed. Across the room, Sidney sits wedged in a chair, an open book on his fat knees, the snub-nosed pistol on the table at his elbow. Occasionally, as he turns a page, his sharp little eyes in their deep pouches turn toward the atom man. All is silent save for the ticking of a clock on the shelf. A half hour passes. An hour. And Sidney's head nods toward his chest. There is a stealthy movement in the bunk, and Sidney's head comes up sharply. His hand reaches for the pistol. Miller! Miller! For a long moment, Sidney's sharp little eyes watch the bunk in the shadows. Then once again, he picks up the book and forces himself to read. Five minutes pass. Ten. His head nods. Shortly, his eyes close, and soon his deep breathing indicates he is asleep. Relaxed, the book drops from his knees to the floor without disturbing him. For a time, there is no sound in the room except Sidney's heavy breathing and the rhythmic ticking of the clock. Then suddenly, Miller, the atom man, slowly, with infinite care, places first one foot and then the other on the floor. In the half-darkness, his eyes gleam like a jungle cat's as he takes one cautious step and then another toward the sleeping Sidney. Half stumbling over the body of Clark Kent, he stands frozen, his eyes pinned on the sleeping fat man. Sidney stirs but does not awaken, and again the atom man resumes his slow, silent inching across the room. His progress noted tensely by Kent, who realizes that the next few seconds will determine whether he, Superman, lives or dies. Only a few feet from his fatal eye now, the atom man coils himself to spring, and in that moment Sidney lifts his head, his eyes open, and he snatches for his revolver. No, no, you don't. Furiously, Sidney and the Atom Man tangle, overturning the chair and crashing to the floor. This is a battle to the death with Superman's life hanging in the balance. Don't fail to listen tomorrow, same time, same station, to the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications.